All right, guys, I have a really important question for you. How do you end an Amber Alert? Because I got this Amber Alert app and I started one last week, but and I don't need it anymore. So how do you actually end an Amber Alert? We found Nick. Well, there was no Amber Alert because I'm over 18. Oh, there was an Amber Alert. Nick, I don't care if what I did was illegal. I created an Amber Alert. I needed to find you. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. So uh, Nick's alive. Nick's back on the show. We managed to... Mike, did you did you see how they actually found him in the end? So what actually ended up happening is that Kaya, friend of the show, mm-hmm. she uh, she went out after work because she was obviously looking for, for Nick as well. Yeah. And uh, she went down... I have a dedicated research staff. Yes. Yeah. She, she, she went down to one of the well-known bubble source spawns in, mm. in Calgary and turns out that's where he was. It's, okay. So Sprouse McGee just went in search for family and and Nick just kind of followed cuz again trying to you know buddy up the candy so. Yeah. It uh it was it was a kind of a perfect storm for just getting lost but thankfully <laughs> thankfully he turned up all is well and uh we we have nothing to worry about anymore. Oh great. That's perfect. So we're all alive and well but unfortunately not all of us survived this week. Uh, Mike, do you want to lead off follow-up and tell us what didn't survive this week? After a very valiant effort in the <laughs> streaming television service industry, all 700, Wait, days, all 700 days worth. <laughs> all right, there were two, and you're going with the other one that I was not thinking of, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I guess this isn't follow-up, but it's short enough <laughs> that we'll mention it in follow-up. Sure. That uh, that Show Me is, is no longer around well that they're around but they're terminating their their services yeah. and yeah uh, i their their quote for ducking out of the industry is that it was harder than they expected mm. or more difficult or something i don't know what type of poor market research team they have but <laughs> there's this thing called netflix that kind of has a good chunk of the market so i don't i don't know what they expected when they when they entered yeah um the crtc wasn't doing them any favors either with kind of breathing down their necks with being exclusive to Rogers customers. So at, I think it was probably last year they opened up their services to anyone that wanted to sign up and that probably threw a wrench in their business plan a little bit. Well, Rogers business plan. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And that they Um, wanted all the customers to subscribe to Rogers to get this service. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, in the end it wasn't profitable enough for them. And you know, there's demand for quality television that cost them more money to host that content. Yeah. Um, which is obviously why Netflix is going with the original content because you don't have to pay those fees. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but I don't know. Netflix, at least Canada-wise, is, is getting a lot better since yeah, a couple oh, of years really ago. Is. So I, I'm happy with the Netflix that we have. Uh, we, we did have Show Me, or do have Show Me, I guess. We canceled since they've kind of announced sure. their, their stuff. But, um, yeah, Netflix seems to be, be satisfying our television-watching needs. Nick, not having cable... Do you get buy on like do you ne- use Netflix? Yeah, I, like you don't have cable, so just Netflix. Is that enough? Satisfied? Very good. I find it funny because there are a few services now, like Show Me and HBO Go, and well, Show Me just dropped out. Crave, but yeah, they're all like, we'll just charge eight bucks a month because that's what Netflix does, and Netflix <laughs> is really ex- really successful. And it's like, no. 
everyone's already subscribed to Netflix and they don't yeah. want to spend another eight dollars a month <laughs> on your lackluster catalog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, things like Hulu have gotten away with in the States, at least having mostly free with ads video. And then you can pay for Hulu plus, I think it's called, and then get no ads. And I believe a more extensive catalog. And that's been pretty su- successful down there, but it hasn't expanded anywhere else. I tried and it once. Yeah. You tried Hulu? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We were in yeah, South we Carolina. Hulu. It was nice. Nice. Yeah. We use Hulu up here for watching Modern Family, nice. but we don't mm-hmm. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that happens. Yeah. There's, you can stream it on City TV. Yeah. Oh, okay. Even without a cable subscription? Yeah. Oh, That's nice. what Kai and I do. You can only you can only stream it within the like a week or two, but oh, okay, mm. yeah, yeah. You mentioned HBO Go, like that's I believe something kind of different. Like it's considered an over the top service, right? So it's even bypassing the Netflix step. So you have your cable, which is conventional, and then you have Netflix, which is the streaming service, and you have HBO Go, which is provided by the. Uh, cable company or not the cable mm-hmm. the network and they just host their own content and yeah offer it directly to the consumer so it's basically if you want to listen to, or if, listen to if you want to watch last week tonight and game of thrones it's another right. eight bucks the only two shows hbo has that's <laughs> the only two worth watching in my opinion <laughs> <laughs> so mike how about now we discuss, I mean, I don't, I don't actually care because this story is, it happened this week, but it's not really relevant. You would care anymore. if this it was an Apple story, Rob. It'd well, be if, bigger if news heard, if it was an Apple yeah. story. Well, yeah, <laughs> the biggest company in the like world catastrophic if it was an Apple story. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is a tragic Canadiana story. Really. Yeah. Um, so, so Blackberry has officially announced they're not making hardware anymore. Like right. a hoser. <laughs> To me, it's, uh, you know, a long time coming. I think yeah. we all, we're n- none of us are surprised, but their announcement was a little ambiguous, kind of. Like, they're, they're, they say internal hardware development. Right. Now, I don't know if that means you'll have BlackBerry branded phones made by other companies, because that's it, technically yeah. still a possibility. Um, or if they're just going to stick with the Android hardware with BlackBerry software type thing. What is Android hardware? Fine, non-Apple. Okay, fine, non-Apple hardware. Let's go with that. Right. Um, You know, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with this. It's it's a weird little pigeonhole they've gotten themselves into. Apparently, they've made quite a good amount of revenue just from their software and and security server side. So I guess if that's where the money is, then it makes sense Mm. to stick with that. Um. My boss just upgraded his BlackBerry to the BlackBerry Classic, so he's happy with his BlackBerry hardware. And I'm sure millions of other people around the world are too, but they're not getting any new consumers. It's existing BlackBerry or previous BlackBerry users that are sticking with the hardware. Yeah, it really seems that way. So it's unfortunate. I I was intrigued by the Priv. Um, Academically or actually? A bit of both. Only Only because it ran android yeah um like for a while i was considering a windows phone just because again it's it's interesting but 
that would suck for apps. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. no one makes Windows apps. You wouldn't be playing Pokemon. No, nope. exactly. That's what kind of life is that, right? <laughs> <laughs> would you even call it a life at all? No, it's I, I really wouldn't. But <laughs> aside from that, uh that's that's where Blackberry's at now. And uh we'll see. Interesting strategy, Cotton. We'll see how it plays out for them. As they say. So on the note of Pokemon. I want to say that I'm I'm probably going to be a little tired, might be irritable, because last night uh, I was I was kind of kind of drunk at a bar, mm-hmm. and I was walking home, and I I made a very drunken decision, <laughs> that was to take two gyms before going home. Oh my gosh! How 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 strong were these gyms? Oh. One was the Calgary Tower, which you can take down, well, right. last night anyway, because it was hotly contested between, like, two parties, and so it never got past, like, level three. Right. So that wasn't too bad. The only difficulty was my GPS realizing that I was actually at that gym, and yeah, that was the biggest one. Oh, also airing out of that gym. That yeah. that took a while. That took about ten minutes. Okay. And I also prestiged up uh, a friendly gym. Nice. Yeah, I, the bow is really hard to stay in as well. If you ever try oh to take that. Oh God, the bow is terrible. <laughs> um, what was it? There's a level 247 Eevee that my level 245 Mankey just had its way with. I feel like those levels are too high. Uh, what why Too don't high. they match with what we are like what? if you're level 25 they're level 25 he means I've, like he means cp sorry. he doesn't mean level oh, yes. oh CP, okay okay 245 thanks Trump. you understand my confusion then oh so very much okay. i understood your feign not being confusion, pedantic yes. at all that was not feigned <laughs> <laughs> i thought i thought that it was like a it was like a decimal thing that i had been misunderstanding that like there was like 4.5 there were like 10 levels inside of pokemon that we didn't I'm have access sorry, to like Rob, it was like a, i'm so sorry to have <laughs> used the 5. word level instead of cp or combat points i it's fine it's i don't know what i was really thinking fine. actually I, I wasn't thinking and that's the problem <laughs> i'm so sorry it's okay uh, even even more so i'm yeah. sorry <laughs> it's quite all right rom i have a question for you yeah what would motivate you to jump ship from Apple? What like a deci- uh, something that they did? No, or something that someone else did. Something so, something compelling enough that someone else had done. Elon Musk if comes I out could... with a phone. <laughs> that would get Rob to jump ship. Maybe if the phone had autopilot, I would definitely jump ship to that. That's that's actually probably the perfect scenario. That's probably the only scenario that I could imagine Rob leaving. I don't Apple. know if you guys watched. That was perfect. Uh, Listen to the last Tello Internet, the beginning of it, but relevant topic of conversation. I um, to that yet. Anyways, I think that every Android phone I've tried so far doesn't have 60 frame per second responsiveness on the touch screen. Like a- a- Android's drivers just aren't fluid enough. They, I don't know what it is that they don't, if they don't prioritize or if like they're not able to prioritize touch input. But it's just so smooth on iOS and I've never used an Android device or a Windows device or any kind of other phone 
that comes close to matching it. Right. And the ecosystem is really good. Like if I went on Android, I'd probably only lose out on a couple of apps and they probably wouldn't even be like, they'd be replaceable. Right. But the hardware is just so polished. I like since like, I, I really feel like iOS one or maybe two, like the first couple generations of phones would still, if you had that old hardware on the old software would be more fluid than modern Android is like even with project butter a few years ago, I really feel like that's the biggest difference for me that it would be so hard to go back mm. to that. It would be like if you had to go back, if you'd been watching 60 frame per second video for like a couple of years and you had to go back to 24 frames a second or 30 frames a second, you would just notice the lagginess or jitteriness of the screen and, and it would right. be impossible to go back. Right. It's the tricky thing with saying Android is this or Android is that is that that's kind of meaningless if you're not mentioning a specific phone. Right. So and I, I know, saying, I know that you know that, but it's, it's hard when you're talking about Android versus Apple when there's so much variation in mm-hmm. quality of Android phone. Because yeah. if you just compare flagships, I think you're at a better starting point. But unless oh, you've tried flagships, then you can't really have, have that to compare, right? So I, I know what you're saying. And I'd, I'd argue that almost every, at least every Android phone I've tried, has started out a beautiful experience, but it quickly gets not great. It's usable still, but it's not great. It's not that ideal that yeah. you started off with. But since I've had my iPhone 5, like, like it's never been laggy. Right. Like, like you were describing. Yeah. Um, as far as the benchmarks, like, or the specs, like, 60 frames per second video, I don't know what specific Android phones out there have it. I, I'd imagine the, the S7s and the Note 7s and, you know, the newer phones do have that. But, you know, you're paying the same amount as as yeah. an Apple device. And, and at that point, a lot of people would just go for the Apple device anyway, if they're going to pay that much. Or they would just obviously go for the Samsung device if they're anti-Apple. If they're you spending be, I don't think money. you have to be anti-Apple. You just have to enjoy using Android more than Apple. Yeah, that's fair. So, I really find that the people... like I, I had a conversation with someone at a party on Friday. He used a Galaxy... I think it was S7. And... He was talking about, oh, you know, like, we, I forget if he said something like, I don't like Apple or something. And was and so I was like, oh, I really like Apple. And he's like, oh, yeah, I was just, uh, I was using my expandable storage and my, like, just whatever. Just listed a bunch of stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. Stuff. And I, like, it's the party line of right. Android users. I'm like, I've never wanted expandable storage on my, like, I've wanted more storage, but I've never wanted the storage to be expandable on my smartphone. Right. You have to pay for more storage. And yes, they like both uh, all hand, uh, hardware manufacturers charge a premium for more space. Apple tends to charge a fairly hefty premium on their space. Uh, it just actually went down by half. Now, when you say fairly, do you mean fair in the literal sense? I mean fair in that it goes up with their very top of the industry profit margins. So they they aim for about a 40% profit margin on devices to reinvest in R&D. That, seriously. God. That, and it's still like, I know that and I still totally buy into it because it has given them so much, like they have this huge cash pile and they're able to re, uh, invest more and more money in R&D every year. And so when you're when you end up paying 
for to jump from say 64 to 128 gigabytes of memory you are not memory but space storage space um you're paying not just the added cost of that amount of uh, that size of that chip you're actually paying that plus 40 percent more because you, you have to factor that new profit margin in i still don't buy that the cost can jump that dramatically for the storage space levels even with a 40 percent profit margin yeah. it's all economics though like they're they're running numbers on how many people will buy a specific tier and how much their money how much money they're losing and gaining by pricing it a certain way right right like it's the, you might have 50 percent less people buying the 120 gigabyte but if you're charging however much money that you're still making money even if you're losing some that mm-hmm. aren't buying it then they're fine pricing it that way yeah right and they want to aim for premium right like that they're not they're not trying to sell cheap things with high profit they're trying to sell expensive things with high profit and a lot of people aren't willing to pay 800 or 900 or a thousand or 1300 dollars like the top of the not even top of the line the the biggest the iphone 7 plus right now if you get uh, 128 gigs of storage is like 1300 dollars with tax and everything in canada it's not nearly that much in the states but that's like that's just the nature of currency and not many people are willing to pay that there are some that are like i i for example am one of them but not everyone is and apple knows that and carriers know that and carriers offer huge subsidies that will let people spread whether they know it or not let them spread that cost out over to a two-year contract or previously a three-year contract and so they're able to say hey this phone is only two hundred dollars this phone is only three hundred dollars and all you have to do is sign a two-year contract with us and so that that is it lets them match up with companies like samsung with their with the note 7 with the galaxy s7 it lets them price competitively, but it also kind of lets them price competitively with the Nexuses of old and the OnePluses, where like OnePlus it doesn't show up in your carrier store with the subsidy. You buy it outright and it's $300 or $400. Whereas, and that is competing directly with subsidized devices from Apple and Samsung. Right. And that's that's where that comes from. Like that's that's why those companies operate in the way that they do like samsung their profit margins on the majority of the phones they sell aren't high but their profit margins on the s7 and the note 7 like their their flagship devices probably are about that high it's just they're sold in a lot smaller numbers than the all the phones samsung like samsung sells a bunch of hundred or two hundred dollar right. phones that are razor thin margins yeah and those are looking a lot on like a gl- if you're looking on a global scale i'd yeah. agree north america wise they're still selling the flagships way yeah. more than any of the others maybe but they, there are a lot of lower end samsung devices but not that they sell at a majority rate like what do you mean S- majority the, rate like like the s line and the note are still mm-hmm. they, they, they'd still sell 50 percent plus of their phones in north america in those two models maybe like like the samsung prime a6 like that's just to make up a phone yeah 
That like probably the, is the real name of a phone. That probably is a phone. Because <laughs> I'm thinking of upgrading to the Prime A6. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> it's just, it sounds like it's got a really good GPS, and I really want it for playing Pokemon Go. What do we think? It's got a really good GPS in it. Oh, really man. good. Then I hear GPS. the storage is just phenomenal. <laughs> like that one, you're, you're, you're selling to the person who wants a smartphone to run Facebook and yeah. email, and that's it. And that's fine. That That works for those people, but... The people who want something with a little more power, like they're going to go with the others. And and North America, with the data plans that we have, are generally looking for the premium devices. Yeah, within their their price range. Mm-hmm. And again, that's where the subsidies come in. Right. So yeah, to to summarize that, Apple has now given people the ability to get a cheap phone. The phone that I have right now, the the iPhone SE, was only quote unquote like six hundred and fifty dollars. My God. Should buy five at those prices. I should. It it's a lot cheaper than the than uh, like the it's probably half the cost of the iPhone Seven Plus. But you, it's hard to it's hard to put in because the, like it's it's priced in Apple land as a low cost device, but compared by almost any other metric, it's still very expensive. Do we really think this but is it, compelling listening at the moment? I think it's compelling. Rob has gone on for I think ten minutes now discussing the price point of Apple. It's I think it's interesting. Do you do you want to move on? Because I'm I'm fine moving on. Desperately, I desperately want to move on. Do you want to tell everyone how you were right a couple weeks ago? I might have been right. I suspect I'm right. Uh, came across a headline this week that said. Let me just pull it up so I'm sure I've got it here. Solar power costs down 25% in five months. Quote, there's no reason why the cost of solar will ever increase again. And if we'll recall from a few weeks ago, I said there was a beautiful article published by the Globe and Mail, originally by Bloomberg. Shout out to mm. both. Um, that there was a glut of solar... Uh, what do you call it? Also, we did talk about it. I knew we talked about this before. I, okay, I told you we talked yeah, about it. We, and that was no, the I was point. To remember, I was trying to remember the story that it was. And it's in yeah, follow up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there's okay. a glut of, I guess, panel production and generating capacity or something. Anyway, and so at the time, I said, "Watch out for stories that are like, wow, the price of solar is tanking. It's going to be great." And <laughs> Maybe not. And why not? Because I was so all economic forces. Right. Okay. I could go on for 10 minutes with, a, you know, example by example of how this might happen. But I don't think that's compelling listening. Fair enough. I would be interested, but I, I bet you would. Would you like to take <laughs> us through it, Rob? Maybe I should become an economist. So I think... That a bunch of people in China were buying a lot of solar. No, no, no. I was and wrong. And so the I was price wrong, was really high. And then China stopped buying as many. So then they have all these these solar panels. And they're they're making all these solar panels. And then, like, please cut me off at any time. Because I tried. I'm didn't bored work. doing this. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so there's... There's one guy quoted in here saying, "Yeah, well, we've been putting a lot of a lot of money into bringing the cost down, and you know, we're we're really convinced that the price isn't going to go up, and it's, isn't it? 
Mm-hmm. Isn't it really? I don't know. We'll have to see. We we shall. But I should buy solar panels. That's that's the lesson I'm learning from this. You'd be dumb not to. I really. really want I really want solar panels. You you can do it. Mm-hmm. I what? I want my energy, I want my renewable energy, quote unquote, to actually be renewable. When I get my electric car, I want it to be powered by the sun and not by coal. You're technically solar a lot of panels. I want to buy a lot of panels. And a couple Rob, power walls. Yeah. Rob, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but solar is not renewable. Solar is, by our timescales, absolutely renewable. But it's it's not, though, <laughs> if, if we're being pedantic here. All right. Which well, we definitely are. <laughs> let's be pedantic then. I, I think what you need to be... say is that it's a sustainable energy source. I'm, no, I'm I don't happier think, with I that, don't think it is. That claim. By that same logic, I don't think it's sustainable. Well, in the industry, they call nuclear sustainable, so I think it's sustainable. <laughs> it's essentially nuclear. Maybe. Yeah, basically. Uh. It's, the, it's the fusion <laughs> Wait, reactor yeah. we've all been trying for. It's literally, just sitting it literally there. is nuclear. <laughs> oh my gosh, this has completely gone off the rails. Oh man. Oh, I don't did even we know. Up, did we set an off the rails uh time record yet? Uh no. I don't think and so. I think we've done. Dana 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 I I Dana No, no, Nick. please go on. What? This is Nick, far why more entertaining than, in uh, our notes right now. Than Rob's economics <laughs> arguments. Can can we do a segment called "What has Elon Musk been up to this week"? We really need one. It's been now, so what long. Is Elon Musk up to this week? <laughs> I believe the last time we checked up on him, uh, he was blowing up rockets on launch pads by accident. He was yep. sorry. What was it on the launch pad? I thought we decided it wasn't on. The it was on pad. the launch pad. It just wasn't launching. Did you oh, say okay. blowing it was getting fueled? Up? Hmm? Did you say blowing yeah. up? Did you not hear about this? No, I, I'm confused as to whether you said blowing or blowing up. Blowing up. Okay, that's much less yeah, hilarious right. in my mind. I, I understand your, uh, yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it blew up on the launch pad, but they were fueling the rocket for a static fire test okay. prior oh, yes. to launch. We did talk about that. And now they have... I want to say they've shifted gears, but um, I don't think the Tesla has a gear shifter, and I don't think they really shifted gears. Um, what? Why would the Tesla have a gear shifter? It's a car. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I was. It's a metaphor, but it doesn't work in the case of electric cars because they don't yeah. have. Yeah, they do. Why would electric cars not have transmission? <laughs> My God, that got quiet. <laughs> Just go on. So. Elon's done a lot of things this week. Uh, they released a new version of their self-driving soft, or not self-driving software, their Tesla software, which includes the update. I believe we talked about that has uh, autopilot using both visual stimuli and radar, but in different amounts uh, to try to avoid specifically in cases where, um, it would be able to confuse like a, a tractor trailer with the sky. Just for example. Yeah, for example. I don't know <laughs> why that's relevant. But um, so that was one of the big updates. There's kind of 
I, I don't actually have a Tesla, unfortunately. So I can't speak to the minutia of details, but oh, this man. is software version eight for Tesla. And they, they did a whole bunch of press about it. And somehow all of that was completely overshadowed by the other thing Elon Musk was up to this week because he just does literally everything. And did you guys see any of the announcement of the big freaking rocket? No. I heard, I saw people talking about it, but I honestly couldn't bring myself to care enough to read about it. Really? I was I knew you would fill us in. I knew you would fill us in, Rob. That's why. Did, did you read after the fact about any of it? No. Oh my gosh, this... Okay, so do you guys not like astronomy? It's, eh. I, I thought you liked astronomy, Nick. Well, there's astronomy and there's space travel. Okay, okay. so, Rob, okay, Brady and Gray talked about this in previous episodes of, of Hello Internet, how it's become so just normal and in the news that people are like, eh. Like it's what has? Just crazy space and technology stuff, like like space travel. It's like, oh, Elon Musk is planning to go to Mars. It's like, yeah, oh, okay, that sounds about right. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's not what. Let me read about this more. Like, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, because I heard the announcement, and Elon Musk is like, "I'm going to Mars," and it's like, yeah, that sounds like something Elon would say. Yeah, off you go, Elon. Sounds sounds feasible. Uh, t- tell me about it when it happens. Eh, he's got spacex so there's rockety stuff you didn't even you didn't even look how do you know if it's feasible i i said it sounds feasible just based on the idea of elon musk doing it i trust that elon is in charge and i'm sure the news will filter through to me somehow somehow i don't know how but okay so i can take perhaps i have an obsessed friend who tells me about everything that elon does i can give you a brief summary of this but really i would encourage you i'm going to put a link to the actual kind of i think it was the verge coverage about it that i ended up deciding on but there's also another piece from wait but why the guy that did a really long interview with elon musk last year i think it was in the last year anyways uh he wrote he contacted uh tesla or spacex or whatever again to talk to elon and he ended up agreeing to interview him again about the rocket basically what they want to do is extend the if you are if you're already familiar with the falcon rocket extend that to the next generation of rocket which is called merlin and so they want to set up they want to take this the like the other one's 150 feet i believe so like a 15 story building this is would be as tall as a 25 story building it would be it, it, its footprint is bigger than a school bus in diameter so it could it could fully crush a school bus under it uh, it would have the booster part would have 42 Merlin engines on it. The space portion, the second stage would have, I think, nine more Merlin el- engines on it. Basically, what it would do is it would be a giant version of the Falcon booster. Take this giant thing up to space, undock the thing, land the first stage back at the station, uh, take a fuel pod, the a second space station. No, this this would be its own separate ship, like an interplanetary. No, you said like dock it at the transport. station. What station? Uh like the the space station on the, the international ground. space like station. Oh, Canaveral. This, just, thank you. So yeah, land it back down. Basically, grab a second module, a second 
effectively engineering very similar module, reattach it to the booster basically in, in real time, like 20 minutes up and down and then add the fuel pod, refuel it, take the fuel up to space, fuel this spacecraft that they've just launched again. So they would dock with it, fuel it, <laughs> land again, <laughs> land again, do this fueling uh, cycle four or five times until it's fully fueled in, in space. So that would save a lot of money. And then take off with these nine Merlin engines towards uh, Mars. And the goal is to have the first people, the first hundred or so people on Mars by 2022. And then every two what? years, every 2022, yes. like so this five is what years I'm, from now, this is what I'm saying. And that's so, like some Kennedy level stuff going on right, there. Ex- exactly. So every 26 months or so, every, approximately every two years, Mars and Earth are in opposition. So they're really close to each other. And the plan would be to have in 2024 or so at the next opposition to have that first rocket come back and send another one. And basically on a, on a 26 month cycle, anyone who wanted to come back would be able to get there. And then, so he's trying to say within 80 to a hundred years, having a million people, like a colony of a million people on Mars. And like, they have thought this through seriously. This is what I'm saying. (laughs) You have to go and watch this. He, he, like, it's an hour and a half long presentation and it's extremely compelling. Like they've gone through there. This isn't like, oh, we designed a mock-up. And this is what we think it would look like. This is our plan. It's like, this is the rocket we are going to build. And it's very forward thinking. It's very aspirational, but it's also very concrete. Like the the schematics he showed were the actual schematics of what they're going to be building. And the only thing right now that's holding them back is that these things inevitably take time. Like, I was reading an article recent, like in the last couple of days since this was announced that it's like there isn't actually any legal framework for taking people to Mars yet. Like these are the biggest, like it's like the self-driving car problem. He's, he's trying to solve problems where there's actually legal, legal complexities. And it's in that currently anyone who went to Mars would be a, legally a pirate. Like you're right. in international waters. Anything that isn't land right. on Earth is international waters. And that was mentioned in The Martian, how he was a space pirate. And like, that's a real thing. Right. Well, there'd be no law up there. Exactly. Like literally no law. Right. International law like, well, would apply. Well, I was gonna say, not even international no, law. It, it, like, it, by Earth standards, it would be the same as if you're uh, in international waters. I don't think the law I, I promise you, I, extends seriously, that far. It does. It, it, the the it laws of does, Earth yes. extend everywhere. So it's, it says anything not Earth is international yeah there's like okay. it's a space treaty or something that they it's very agreed on global centric oh i know <laughs> absolutely it, it would have to be we, we do have, have a vested interest <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even mention aliens yeah right no like actually i was gonna say i'm literally uh like i'm far more interested in the geoengineering than anything else right and so they what they want to do for propulsion on Mars, Mars has a much lower gravity well, so you don't need a booster to get to space. They can they can actually just launch with the nine Merlin en- engines. But the plan is that the, the first people there start setting up a like you they take hundreds of millions of tons or something like this. This rocket is going to be able to carry so much payload and they're not going to take fuel. They're going to take the ability to produce fuel from the Martian surface. 
in all these articles written about this press conference, how many poop potato jokes were made? Several. I'd, I'd imagine so, at least one per article. The, <laughs> so oddly enough, there was a Q&A, a live Q&A after the the event and it's very clear the questions weren't vetted and it was just like they let anyone in i encourage you honestly it's worth an hour and a half to go through this entire presentation and the q a someone started off the question so i was a burning man a couple weeks ago and <laughs> it was just like there was shit everywhere how would you deal with the shit <laughs> that like a female reporter asked if she could come up on stage and give him a kiss at the end of her totally reasonable question. Like she was a she was an actual journalist. And at the end, she's just like, hey, can I come give you a kiss, by the way? Uh, it was it was really humorous, but it was like that was and widely regarded she? as. No, he was like, no, we don't have time for that. Uh, <laughs> Beat me later. <laughs> I have to go to space. There's no yeah, least- time for canoodling. <laughs> Two people asked him if he wanted to be the first person to go to Mars. And he's like, well, I don't think so. We need to have a contingency plan for uh, SpaceX if I was going to do that. Like all my all my endeavors, all my um, right. businesses. And they've ma- he's made it very clear. I can't afford to go there. <laughs> he made it very clear that it's going to be the first couple flights are going to be super dangerous. And like people may slash probably will die on them. Which <laughs> that did he actually make it that explicit? Yeah, which we've known for oh, like wow. it would be super dangerous. You're you're literally like a pioneer. But he said probably will. Yeah, some people probably will. Like if if you're trying to get people to go to Mars, you need to have an understanding that people are going to die trying. Huh. Like we built railroads and people died making those. It's if you're a pioneer, really the same, but kind of the same. It's not really, but okay. but the, so the goal is. To have every 28, every, as I mentioned, every 26 months to have people going and people having the ability to come back. That's one of the things that's like, will placate people to be like, this is not necessarily a one way trip. We have, cont- we have plans to be able to have you come back. If you don't die. Right. <laughs> and hopefully it won't be a catastrophic failure where everyone will die. Hopefully if someone dies, it will be like dysentery or something. But that's an Oregon Trail joke. Anyways, um, Wow, that did not land at all. I'm very disappointed in you guys. I don't. I didn't play Oregon Trail. Me neither. You've never. Okay. That's, You've that's never played cross country Canada, Rob. I've. So you guys anyone, heard it. Did anyone die of dysentery in cross country Canada? No. I've the heard truck. the dysentery Oregon Trail joke before, but okay, I can't well, appreciate it. I apologize. Sorry. Anyways. The, so the goal is when they're in opposition that the Merlin engines are going to be so powerful that the triple actually only. By the time they've kind of worked out the kinks, the optimal trip time would be about 80 days. Oh, wow. That's it. Yeah. So with with him saying that basically if we can reuse these spacecraft, it could become like $100,000 or $50,000 for a ticket to Mars within 20 or so years. And that in the context of travel, in the context of like our current time, that seems like a lot, but it's like the cost of a move. And people spend $50,000 on holidays all the time. Right. It's it's not super unreasonable. No. And the, with the thing being like, yes, if it's going to take six months, like that was the thing. They they locked people up in a, in a room or something or in a capsule for six months to test the ability to survive the Mars journey with a group of people. Just see if society completely broke down, went Lord of the Flies. But um, they, they survived that. But this would only be a little under three months at the optimal. And... 
So really it's not, it's not as bad as we thought. And this place is, this thing is going to be huge with the goal being that there's going to be like basically almost rec rooms. They've planned the fact that it's going to be this thing that you're trapped on for quite a while. And it, it really feels like he has that. Well, they have put a lot of thought into this and he went back into some of the history. Cause I know I was skeptical at first. I was like, how is he going to do this? It, it seems crazy. But he went into the history of SpaceX and was talking about, I think it was 2002, maybe even a bit later. He showed a picture of them that like it was the the day they founded SpaceX. And it was like 16 people standing in an empty office space. He he was dressed up as, uh, I think he was dressed up as like a mariachi. He had like, or he was, maybe he was just dancing, but he had maracas and there was a mariachi band there because they were celebrating the founding and he really likes mariachi. And... So this is 2002. He founded SpaceX and they have, they're now, they've now been supplying missions for like resupply missions yeah. for NASA for like two or three years. I remember when, uh, back a while ago, I think Wired was doing like a SpaceX mm-hmm. feature and I feel like it was Elon Musk doing the posts, but it might not have been, but it was someone on the SpaceX program and they're designing, I think their first shuttle. Mm-hmm. Like the first capsule. Yeah. And it was like, I, I remember SpaceX. I'm like, it's kind of random. And then sure enough, Elon Musk is in the news and it's SpaceX. I'm like, I remember yeah. reading about them when they were first starting. And right. it's kind of weird to see where they are now. I remember doing a tech presentation on SpaceX in it was grade nine or 10. Good story. The, yeah. the X prize specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's all really cool. Um, we don't have really any time left. Is there anything you guys want to want to say in wrapping up? I I have to. I have kind of a hard out this week. Yeah, I had I the story about you know the solution to humanity's most pressing problems. But yeah, we can do that next week. That's fine. I'm glad we talked about uh, cell phones for so long. Hey, <laughs> we talked about the price of solar for just as long. If oh, not longer. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I just want to say, I'm also, this is real-time follow-up from earlier when Mike was <laughs> scoffing at me for electric cars and their transmissions. Electric cars don't have transmissions. <laughs> it's not a thing. There are <laughs> there are uh, electric cars that do have transmissions. It's just like two gears instead of many. Well, it, it they don't have a transmission in the same way that a gas-powered car does. Right. No, I, that, that, that's my misunderstanding of how electric cars work. So like, they're I'll, so simple on the inside. They're so yeah. much less complex than... I'll than officially retract cars. my criticism. Have you ever taken one apart, an electric motor, one of the little ones? No. I did. I might have like looked apart, at one. apart, like on the inside? Yeah. No. I, I took one. Well, there's not much to them once you get the external casing off. Yeah. But I kind of sat there and looked at it and kind of figured out the torque vectors. It was it was okay. an interesting afternoon. The vectors? Mm. Isn't it just one direction? No, there's... In the little ones, there's three of them. Like three... Oh, okay. Like the three poles. gear things? Right. No, like three coils. Oh, that actually generate the torque. Okay, mm-hmm. I see what you mean. Gotcha. Right. So, Nick, on the on the behalf of everyone and their i guess child that they're very proud of we will talk about this antibiotics thing next week 
I have been wanting to talk about the ceramics in the next iPhone for the last three weeks, and it's gotten pushed. So this is yeah, not because that to is you. a pressing problem to all of humanity. The ceramics, it kind of is, but we we will get to all of that in a future episode. In the meantime, thanks for listening, and you can head to unwindmedia.com/slash/futurechat to see past episodes and more. See you guys next time. Bye. Oh. Really, though, if there is anything interesting, I just, I, uh, I said we, we have to go and do a bunch of cooking for a family Thanksgiving or not Friendsgiving Thanksgiving that we're doing tonight. If, you guys are welcome to keep talking if you want. What's the point, Rob? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh, we should Pokemon go deep while you're gone. I mean, you can. I, do you want me to? I'll, I'll stop the broadcast. Cause I don't think it works without me, but. <laughs> you guys are welcome to record your thoughts and I'll just put it in the end. What do you think, sure. Mike? Why not? Okay. I got time. Okay. Well, in that case, goodbye broadcast. Bye, Rob. Bye, Rob. Okay, so Mike. Mhm. Okay, wait. He's still here. He's, just yep, he's still there. Okay. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. We so, we're going to I learned this trick from someone else. We're going to count down from 10 because you always give it 10 seconds before you talk about someone who is just left. <laughs> so. so Ash Ketchum <laughs> in the first couple seasons of Pokemon, which I'm rewatching mm-hmm. because, okay, well, <laughs> The second generation of Pokemon is set to drop in 2017, and Kai and I are like, we don't know the second generation, so like, well, why don't we watch Pokemon? Maybe we'll catch up that way. Anyway, right. in the first generation, Ash, like, he'll come up against a Rhydon or something like that. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, he's got Squirtle, he's got Bulbasaur, <laughs> those are both excellent choices against Rhydon. And he's like, Pikachu, go! And it's like, that was literally your worst option. Like, why would you go with that? Why on earth would that be your go-to in this situation? Right. We don't know the level of Pikachu or Rhydon, though. I'd imagine by that point, Pikachu would be a pretty high level. Yeah. We watched a couple episodes of XY, and I believe by that point, he's gone through several leagues. Right. And... Pikachu is still losing battles. And I'm like, <laughs> why, like, why when Pikachu should be level 100, is Pikachu having any problems with anything ever? Like, does training not work that way in the show? Right. But, <laughs> yeah. So, and then we have our dear Rob. And he's like, I, I don't know. I imagine him doing the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think at the at the risk of feeling like we're talking about Hyrule's back, I think no, he'll hear this later. Is, <laughs> dodging is very valuable. Oh, like I used I used so today good. when I was taking down gyms. I took down a twenty one fifty Vaporeon with my sixteen hundred Jolteon, and I still had over fifty percent of my health left because I just dodged the charge attacks. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Uh, yeah. Actually, last night when I was fighting at a gym. I dodged, uh, what was it? It was a good attack, but I actually noticed like my health bar was removed. Like, you know, it, my Pokemon was about to faint. 
And then it realized that I had, in fact, dodge, and right. my health bar went right back up. It was like, woo! Yeah. It's done that for me before, too, where I'll dodge, and then it says dodged, but then my health, like, disappears. I'm like, what? And then it re- rebates it. I'm like, okay, good. Like, <laughs> And then Adding there's a glitch. Adding that extra level of, like, <laughs> oh, my God, did I live? <laughs> well, there's there's the glitch, too, when... When you say you like knock each other out, like you do their charge move at the exact same time, and then you end up doing it just a slight split second before the other, so you did you got it, but then your Pokemon disappears because you fainted too, but then it rebates your health, and then you're fighting with an invisible Pokemon. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, and it's worse when there's a defender that happens too, because then I have a new one out and I can't see the defender, so I'm like fighting this invisible Pokemon. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. I can't tell when you're going to give a charge attack. It's it's frustrating. Come out, demon ghost! <laughs> Let me see your form! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I'm actually thinking that I need to uh, reevaluate my candy strategy. Your buddy candy one? No, or? my just oh. candy treatment in general. Okay. So what I've been doing is basically saving up candy, and whenever I can evolve something, I do. But I'm winding up with a lot of Pokemon that are just awful. They have awful, awful IVs, and they're just not worth powering up. And so right. I think I should just start waiting for something that can battle with the best of them, then just evolve those with all of these candies that I've saved. Right. Yeah, like, I did a Lucky Egg last night to get to 27 and i pretty much stuck to drowsies pidgeys rattatas sparrow weedle yeah and then i evolved like a marowak and a dodrio because i had the candies for them yeah not that i'd ever use them for anything but just well and i kind of want to wait for a couple that i don't foresee battling with just waiting for the pokedex entry during yeah exactly yeah no that's that's why i saved those ones because i'm like well i'm not gonna use them for anything so i may as well wait to get the bonus xp yeah but uh yeah, like with Starmie, like I evolved another Starmie looking for Hydro Pump and I like, end up getting like Jewel Rock Gem, Power, power Gem. Oh, so it's like, yeah. It's like the rock attack. Mm-hmm. And it's like, eh. Not really. Probably won't use it for anything Is except that for maybe like. Three bar? Uh, I'll tell you right now. I think it's a four bar. Because that, that one's been touted as a good Lapras counter. Because it's water, so it resists the ice attacks, but it has a rock move. Isn't... I thought it's ice beats rock. No, ice beats ground. Oh, okay. Let's all just sit here quietly playing Pokemon. Yeah, it's a three bar. You're right. Okay, because I think I got a Starmie with the same thing. Where did my Starmies go? It's ironic because Onyx being... The typical rock Pokemon people think of is really crappy. Yeah, he and is Starmie so terrible. Has, Starmie has a better rock attack than I guess Aerodactyls. <laughs> he does. Too. It's terrible. I also have my legacy Starmie with Psybeam, which is it's not great, but it's four bar and it has forty power and stab, so it's. <laughs> Like, the DPS isn't great, but if you have that in there as a defender, it just starts spamming Psybeam. It's great. Right. 
So I have, yeah, I Tackle and Power Gem from my latest Starmie, I think. I hatched a almost perfect Aerodactyl. <sighs> what is it now? Uh, Bite Ancient Power. Oh, so okay. I, I, I like having the rock move, but I don't know if I'd use it for anything. I really like Bite. Uh, I caught yeah. a terrible Aerodactyl with Bite and Iron Head. I don't use Iron Head. Is that a steel move? Yeah. That could be a Lopper's counter. It's part flying, though. And so it's... Oh, right, well, yeah. Well, I don't know if rock resists ice. Anyway. Yeah. So, I have a question for you. Yes. What are you doing? Because for your power-ups, like we were talking about power-ups before, mm-hmm. I've seen some posts on strategies, and people say that at least focusing a couple on just having as high CP as possible for defenders, so you're at the top of gyms when you put them in. Yeah. Is a good strategy, and I, and I found that with like Executor, just because it's oh, such a high CP it, cap. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So I'm I'm doing that, and then my Nidos are pretty high too. I'm not and like powering Lapras, them up based on their lackluster move set, right? And like Lapras is my other, but I have a ways to go with it still for power ups. What is your Lapras now? Uh, eighteen oh seven. No, what is it? No, sorry. Oh no! Uh, Frost Breath and Ice Beam. So oh, your ideal defending. Good. Yeah. So I think it would make a really good defender. Just Yeah, it totally would. It's only like level 22, maybe. Okay. So it's got a ways to go still. You'll get there. I have faith. Yeah. I'm also wondering what to do with my Eevee candy. Because I hatched a 10k Eevee. Oh, yeah. Which I'm okay. saving for Umbreon. However, that's going to happen. Although right. that's next year. I really hope that I'll have... Another, uh, what is it? I really hope I'll have hatched another Eevee from a 10k egg by next year. But I guess we'll see. I'm wondering if I should just evolve it or funnel all that candy into my Jolteon with uh, whatever the two bar charge electric attack is. Thunderbolt? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because Thunder's the full one. The one, yeah. And then Discharge is your four. Yeah, that's awful. So, funny story about Eevee. At this point, now I have 130 candies. How do you... I need to come, like, <laughs> live with you for a weekend. It was funny, like, I'll I'll have, like, my Go Plus band on and just be clicking it and I'll open I was like, oh, I caught, like, two Eevees. Nice. Like, it's just... It's very passive. It must be so nice for you. <laughs> and, uh, like, this morning, it wasn't with the Plus, but I caught a 737 Eevee. Like, it's, it's the room oh, wow. for improvement IV, so it's not great potential, but it's really powerful. It's almost fully charged, fully powered. So I almost want to evolve it just to have a nice high CP something. Yeah. Like, if like, that not, turns into a Vaporeon, yeah. it doesn't really matter. You can just... Exactly. Like, my Vaporeon right now is like 16-something, so it's not quite powerful enough to keep up with some of the... 2000 plus ones right like it is but it's it's a lot of work and it's got aqua pulse which isn't a great attack move mm. so if i can get a vaporeon with a good charge move or even just a flareon period because flareon's got a good cp cap then that might be worth it even yeah. like ivs aside like it's still got its perfect attack iv but yeah i have a vaporeon with a perfect attack iv I think it's perfect attack, perfect defense, and like lackluster stamina. 
Wait. And I evolved it early in the game because I wanted one. And now it's just sitting there at CP744 and <laughs> <laughs> effectively useless. Right. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna I think I won't evolve this EV that I caught, the seven thirty seven one. Just worst case it's just a really strong, but one I won't not gonna power up. Yeah. And I mean you're not being ash about it. <laughs> so like, yeah, this will be my go to Eevee. This is so strong. It's like, yeah, you know, whatever, it might be useful. <laughs> just even just to throw in a gym, just oh, to have yeah, a high totally. CP defender, right? Because those high CB gym defenders do help. Yeah. I took down... Assuming your gym Sorry? lasts longer than... Assuming your gym lasts longer than, like, two hours. Yeah. I had a... What was it? It was a Snorlax. A gym just full of Snorlax. There were, like, three of them. Mm-hmm. And it was like... It's not that I mind, because I'm capable of taking all these Snorlaxes down. It just takes forever. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if they'll ever change the gym system where if it's a powerful gym, you just, even if with enough resources, you're probably not going to take it down. Actually, the idea I've seen floated lately is like what Ingress did. And if you just had a gym or a, a fully loaded portal sit there, it would slowly lose power over time. Okay. So I think it might be useful if you leaked prestige over time. But that would make it easier to take over a gym. I'm saying that gyms should have longer resiliency. Ah, interesting. Because, yeah, like, because I, I find, like, say I see a level eight instinct gym, which you don't see, obviously, but say if I did, and I'm like, oh, I'll throw my defender in there, it's, it'll be at the top. Mm. Like, I can fairly certain it's only going to last maybe till the next morning if I'm lucky, but... And I don't think gyms should really be that way. Like, gyms should be, like, have the best of the best Pokemon and be a challenge to take, not just if you're there long enough, he'll take it over. Yeah, I guess I could see that. I feel like you but, run the risk of the game stagnating, though. Yeah. Although, God, it would be nice to just have guaranteed coins every day. Yeah, right? That's how I feel. Sit there and like, well, I'm not taking over any of the smaller ones in town. Yeah, I guess I'll just, you know, take my guaranteed 30 coins today. (laughs) Especially on weekends when I'm not leaving the house in the morning usually. Like this morning I made a point to go out and take some gyms, but usually I'll just wait till Monday to take my gyms again. You didn't come home from the bar late at night and go, oh, I should should take some gyms before I go home. <laughs> but if I were in your position, I probably would. It was totally worth it. Yeah. There was there was a gym with uh hypno and a slow bro. And so Executor just went up. It's like, yeah, it'll take a while to take down that hypno because we're both not very effective in, against each other. Right. But then Slowbro shows up and I've got a fully powered solar beam and just Right. It's beautiful. Oh, so did you not use solar beam on the hypno? No. Or use it once. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, it was also level 900, and my Exeggutor oh. is... Oh, sorry, CP 900, and Exeggutor is CP 1900. So, right. I was fairly certain what was going to happen. I just had to dodge Shadow Ball. Right. Yeah, I like doing that with my Jolteon and Electabuzz. Just save the thunder for the next one. Yeah. 
especially if it's two, two electric week in a row, I'll usually have like 25% health left at least on my first electric on either Jolton or Electabuzz and then I'll save the thunder for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. God, I love this game. Yeah. I enjoy it. I'm, let me see. Sprouts McGee is now, I think he might be level 20 now. So we're, we're slowly climbing the arc. (laughs) What's the, what's the, are you 20 level 26 still? Oh, wow. Yeah. Level That's a nice looking, nice looking Bulbasaur there. Thank you. He's extra large, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I am 183,760 of 200,000 through level 26. I wasn't super busy and sick this week. I might have advanced further, but I have not. Alas. When was the Gyarados nerf when it took away dragon breath oh it was a while ago although i think i have some magikarp that hatched before that that i still have yeah well that's what i was just thinking it's like if i've gone and checked the ivs of most of my magikarp so i have a bunch that i'm kind of saving but if i knew the date oh that'd be a good cutoff and i could yeah i have well one that i caught right after the nerf is 29 of 30 and 15 of 15 Oh, nice. So I'm going to evolve that one first, I think. But then once I have another 400 candy, why not (laughs) one of the legacy compatible ones? Right. 400 candy. I think I'm at 300-ish. I'm 350-ish. Yeah, it's nice being downtown. Getting there. Well, it's more being close to Princess Island Park. That's what I mean. Every so often, I just walk along the river trail there, and you, yeah, quite often you'll catch a couple. And on that note, I should probably go, okay. because I have so many, so many things to do today. Sounds good. All right. Well, it's been a pleasure, Mike. As always. I just before we go, don't you just love dodging and paying attention to IVs? <laughs> Isn't that like the greatest <laughs> thing you could ever do in Pokemon Go? It really is. It's the it's really the difference between an expert player and a casual. Yeah, like I'd say the, it's the difference between the gym leaders, Lieutenant Surge and Erica, versus like Ash Ketchum, just <laughs> shows up and kind of does whatever. It's like, oh, I'm in a grass gym. I have Charmander, <laughs> and Squirtle's weak, and Pikachu's weak. Squirtle, go! (laughs) (laughs) Then you ask Ash later about it, and he's like, I just never remember which is strong and weak (laughs) against each other. And it's not like there's a handy chart I could just look up every time. Ah!